Well, a very good afternoon to all of you. My name is Father John Schneier. If you can guess by the name, Julie's my little sister. Uh, I know some of you might be expecting this to be half homily, half Comedy Central roast of Julie Schneier, but we won't be doing that today. It's a very special day for many, many people. Uh, it's special for us in the Schneiers because it's my parents' wedding anniversary, Larry and Patty. And it's a special day for me because uh, it's my little sister's wedding and I'm getting to, getting to do the Mass. But it's also actually my very first wedding as a priest. And it's a very special occasion. And I'm told, John and Julie, it's your first wedding too. Um, <laughs> so it's good we won't be intimidated by each other. But as special as this day is, I just listed off a number of things that can, in theory, make today special. That's not really what makes today a special occasion for us. So what is it? What makes today special? Almighty God makes today special. It is He whom we proclaim. Almighty God who gives meaning and purpose to our lives as a whole enters into this place today, this day, and makes today special for all of us. John and Julie, God created you out of nothing, out of pure gratuitous love. And he made each of you his own beloved son and daughter in holy baptism. It was he who brought you together and who today makes you one, makes the two of you one. And because God is who makes today special, it's why we go to him at every wedding. It's why we go to him at every wedding. We're not on a beach. We're not at a cruise ship. This is not Las Vegas, and I am not an Elvis impersonator. We are here at the altar, before the Holy Eucharist. And that very simple truth illustrates why God makes today special. And our presence here at the church, in front of the Blessed Sacrament, is an acknowledgement that today God is the one making everything special. He is at the center of everything that we do here today. And that centrality of God, I think, has been very evident uh, when we see the two of you, John and Julie, and how your relationship has played out. Beginning with that very romantic first date where you decided to go pray with some monks at a monastery. Uh, how romantic. Uh, I just got done with seven years of prison, I'm sorry, seminary, and I can tell you I never once thought of it as a romantic place for a first date. I really don't know what you were thinking. But God has always been at the center of your relationship from the very beginning. Or maybe even the evening when you got engaged. There were a number of us who were waiting back at my parents' house to throw a little party, and a number of us were very hungry for cake. And we had to wait about a half hour for you two to get home, because the two of you wanted to go to adoration in the Blessed Sacrament Chapel here at St. Ferdinand, to show that God would be at the center of your life together from that point onward. And so because you both know that God is at the center of your marriage, you both know that you are not here to seek a contract, you're not here to seek a piece of paper, and you're not here to seek some social construct. You are here to seek a sacrament. You are here to seek a sacrament. You're here to receive an outward sign instituted by Christ himself that is going to give you grace. The sacraments transform ordinary elements into supernatural signs of something far greater. And so the sacrament of matrimony transforms the very natural institution of marriage that has been around since the very beginning of time and elevates it, and elevates it into something far greater. 
This sacrament turns that ordinary union into the image of something far greater, and that is the love of Christ and his bride, the church. So this sacrament today will transform two very ordinary and very tall people <laughs> into a one flesh union that makes that love of Christ and his church visible. That invisible love of Christ and his church, you too will make visible to all of us. And that's at the heart of our second reading today, Ephesians 5. I will say this, it is the most misunderstood reading in all of Scripture. Although I do love to see the husbands and wives elbow each other out in the pews whenever it's read. It's the most misunderstood reading in all of Scripture. Ephesians 5 is all about calling married couples to be the sign of highest possible love. To be a sign of self-giving love. Giving of your full self to the other. That's pretty special. And that love between Christ and his church is a continual love. It is a never-ending love. It is a love that is always at the service of the other. And it's a love that renews itself every day in humility. And it's a love that compels each of you to make yourself a gift for the other. It's not about domination, it's not about power. If either of those things enter into a marriage, that's the result of sin and our fallen human nature. But the love that Ephesians 5 calls us to is a love of mutual humility and of service to the other. And that's what you two are called to be today, John and Julie. Ephesians 5 speaks of a love that compels you, John, when you get up from bed every morning to say to yourself, how can I make myself a gift to Julie today. And that's the love that will compel you, Julie, to wake up from bed every morning and say to yourself, how can I make myself a gift to John today? If you constantly strive to make of yourself a gift to each other, your marriage will be special. That love will make your marriage special, and it will make it truly long-lasting. But in order to do this, let's be honest, it takes work. It takes a lot of work. Marriage is work. Anyone here who's been married for either a year or 50 years can tell you that. Marriage is work. And as difficult as it is to imagine, John and Julie, there will be rough days. There will be good times. There will be bad. There will be days of sickness. There will be days of health for both you and for any children that you might have. And there will be days and there will be times when you might not necessarily feel as much in love as what you do right now. But the love that emulates Christ and his church is more than just a feeling, as good and as helpful as our feelings can be to us. Because if love were all about feelings, if that was all that there is, then really we should just rewrite the vows that we're going to be taking in a couple minutes to read something along the lines of, I hubbub, take you jujubee to be my schnooky poop. <laughs> but that's not what we profess. That's not what we profess. This love transcends our feelings and gives you the grace to love each other anyway, even if there are some times where you might not feel like it. And if you do that, then this is a love that calls each of you to love until death, not as long as your love might last, but as long as you both shall live. And the beautiful part is you have two wonderful families to lean on and to support you. Two wonderful sets of parents, and in my humble opinion, some great siblings. 
But we're here today to tell you that we love you, that we're in your corner, and that we're all on the same team. But most importantly, we are here to pray for you, that your marriage is a worthy sacrament, a worthy sign of that love between Christ and his bride, the church. And if you do this, you can be an example to us, not just to us, though, but to the entire world of self-giving, humble love. Our world that desperately needs to relearn how to love in so many ways. Our world that looks at every relationship as an opportunity to see what I can get as opposed to what I can give. And if you are truly mutually humble to each other, and if you both make of yourselves gifts to each other each and every day, your marriage will be something truly special. So today, John and Julie, my prayer for you is actually that today be the day that you love each other the least. Because I hope that your love grows each and every day, deeper and deeper, to a love that is willing to give and to forgive, to a love that is willing to give more to your spouse every day than you did the day before, and so on. And if you do that, then God will make not just today, but every day of your married life together into something truly special.